0: blog talk radio
1: hey yippee Kaye! this is it it's another day it's january of the year 2021 we're sitting here in the united states of america wondering what in the what what is going on however today's the 18th of january on the 20th we're supposed to have an inauguration and i'm sitting here this is The Influencers. <laughs> we're not feeling particularly influential, but gosh darn it, in this episode, we're going to regain our mojo and get it. I'm your host, Dr. Dub Carl, and I'm here with my host, Mr. Brian Lunt. How are you, Brian?
0: I'm doing all right. How
1: are you? Yeah, we're hanging in there. You know, here's the thing. We're here for Partners in Excellence Media. I call it The Influencers. Mondays are all about Brian Lund and the business club, the St. Louis business club, which is amazing. It's an amazing place to go. It's an amazing place whether you're in person or you're virtual because what Brian has done, where I've I've got the the influencers here, he's got the masters over there, and he pulls these people together who he believes and who he sees have got talent who could lead others who need that brand of talent And get them moving along. Because if you're going to be a small business owner, you need a lot of resources. You know, for one thing, it gets lonely out there. For two, I know we all feel very capable, but we can't do every single thing. So maybe you need a mate. Maybe you need a bookkeeper. Maybe you need human resources. Maybe you need a contract. Maybe you need some leadership pushing. Maybe you need something really spiritual. Maybe you need the advice of somebody like Brian Lunt, who is an entrepreneur who is a small business, who is a banker you can't it's sort of like being a marine. you can never stop being a banker <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, it really is true and And with your expertise you've got you've got perspective at thirty thousand feet, and then you actually come down from that and you sit and you talk to people. Right on the ground. And you love being on the ground. Boots on the ground, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: So for all of our audience who are sitting out there going, I don't know what to do. What about the inauguration? Are we still going to be a capitalist country? Are we still going to be America? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We don't know. You know, we we don't have a crystal ball here. But what we do have is we have spirit. We have faith we have a core belief that this is the united states of america and that's not changing ever it just isn't and it doesn't matter what people are saying anywhere i want you to listen to both the democrats and the extreme left of democrats the right and the extreme right of the republicans i don't hear one single peep out of anybody saying No, it's not going to be the United States of America. What I do hear people saying is I'd like this to change and this to change and this to change and this to change. Well, you got to get a lot of cooperation if things are going to change. And you have people who disagree. So here's what we have to do. We're all small business. Brian and I are both small business. We're both entrepreneurs. We have a lifelong dedication to it. And guess what? We're sitting here before the show starts going, ah! To happen and then guess what you know what we're going to still be breathing we're going to still have our mind we've got our health and we've got our faith which means that we have a perspective that everything always works out it just does it just always works out so what do we have to do we have to practice patience oh brother i mean there was a time in my life i could almost you know pitch my cookies here and that Patience. What are you kidding me? Temperance and pace. So if you're moving really fast right now, I want you to really consider the pace at which you're moving, because if you're moving at a clip, you're missing an awful lot of the scenery and opportunities. There are people in your life, both business and social, who care about you and they're suffering too. You know, have a conversation. Figure out right now who your friends are and allow them to infiltrate your cock a doodle do thinking. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Brian Lunt is here because he is an influencer. And over at the St. Louis Business Club, listen, this show that we do twice a week is part of the St. Louis Business Club offering. You're all dialing in, listening. And there are ideas and support and words of wisdom and ideas and tactics. You need to hear them. And then you need to approach Brian and say, you know what? I like it that you are out there and you're, you and your co-host, even though she talks too much sometimes, are are out there talking about the things that are really important to me. And I really need to be able to, understand how the St. Louis Business Club can work for me virtually and in person during this rugged time, both for my business and socially. So tell them, how does that work?
0: Well, it's interesting because we're in a bit of a transitionary period, I think, uh, as every good entrepreneur and business owner uh, reacting to the conditions and the environment that we're they're all being put through is that, you know, I've spent several months if not years um people together in person yeah and i think we're all dealing with this reaction uh and the fear that many people are engaging in that they they aren't comfortable coming together in person and so we've maneuvered a lot of our things online uh instead of having in-person masterminds like we like to do those have turned to a uh, in-person virtual hybrid, which we invested in technology to do so. Uh, and more recently, I think we've just been hand, you know, having them all virtual because uh, that seems to be the easiest way to get the most amount of people together. And so, um, you know, virtual meetings are a good way to connect when we can't uh, come together. Um, and our efforts for me have been um, – more geared towards virtual offerings um, and a virtual uh, structure than what I had gone with prior to. So just like any good business, I'm adjusting to the conditions and, uh, and seeing how we can adapt and, and develop something new. So the most recent um, version of what we're building is more of an e-commerce site for service offerings. Mm. So um, we're working with some local tech experts, Uh, and some strategic partners to build out kind of an Etsy for uh, services.
1: An Etsy? Yeah. What's an Etsy? uh,
0: An eBay for services. Oh, an eBay, really? An online shopping mall for uh, service providers. And so what we're looking at during is developing um, short-form video, one- to two-minute commercials, for lack of a better understanding, uh, about what somebody offers with a shoppable video function within it. And our goal is to pool as many uh, St. Louis-based businesses together as we can so that we can create a, um, a St. Louis-based portal that many people will want to go to and um, and see what's provided. So, you know, if you want to get a financial planner, you don't have to go out and interview or meet with 15 people to see who you want. You can watch 15 videos and then from that determine who it is that you want to uh, work with. And so. Our goal is to, uh, the original goal of the business club was to create uh, in-person interactions where we work with one another, we talk to each other, we determine what the uh, capabilities of somebody is by being in person with them, and maybe transition that model more as a a virtual offering. So so that's kind of where things stand right now, is just a little bit of adaptation.
1: So, one of the things that I'm going to tell you is that I don't think you credit yourself with is the is the reality that it's really personable. You know, when people are walking in there, you know, like it's kind of creepy to walk into a new place. I mean, it's fun. It's not really creepy. Well, it is creepy. I always feel a little creepy. Like, well, you know, what's it like there? What are the people going to be like? Are people going to be nice to me? Are they going to be interesting? Are there any good matches for me in there for my business? and for somebody that I might want to sit down and have a cup of tea with or have a conversation with. And the fact of the matter is I think that you really facilitate that, and not just in person, Brian, but online. Sure. I've been to your stuff online, and people are pretty cozy.
0: Yeah, I think think one of the challenges I have is confirming the amount of relationship building it takes. In order to manage a network of resources. Yeah, right. Because there is, I think, a uh, false understanding in the marketplace that you can just (laughs) jump on Facebook or you can (laughs) jump on an email and just say, hey, I need a plumber or hey, I need a lawyer or whatever it is. And you're going to get 15 recommendations back from people you may or may not know. And then, um, you know, you have to vet these people yourself. And then 15 months later, you realize, wow, that was a really poor choice. That did not fit my needs at all. What I have done is I've spent a minimum of five years, if not 20 years, creating relationships in the St. Louis ecosystem and vetting people myself. So I use myself as a a guinea pig. I use myself as an information gatherer. Uh, I trial relationships and um, partnerships. On purpose, so that I can be a good trusted resource in order to make partnerships and recommendations. And so, it, it does take time. It does take um, energy. Um, and I have honed my capability as a as a uh, a vetting expert, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, and so, when I make a recommendation <laughs> or I say that the two of you should work together, yeah, uh, it's not because you know, it just sounds good. It's because I've thought it through and I've got experience with two parties. And I think that it will lead to positive outcomes. And, and the good news is most of the time it does.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So that's a new title. We have a new category of entrepreneurship now called vetting expert. I like that. And and, and so I think that we have a logo that's a bridge, you know, yes. <clears throat> and that's, that's awesome because quite frankly, partners in excellence is like that too. I've, yeah. I've, I've uh, collected a lot of people over the decades, and, and I try to have people that can fill every, every conceivable need, so it doesn't matter what it is. So you and I are really the go-to person when people are in trouble of some sort, or they just have a need, which might, not, might be a creative need, not a I'm-in-trouble need, and they really need reliability. And we got to be really careful with who we refer.
0: Absolutely, and that's you know I often tell people that my relationships mean a lot to me. Um, my currency, in a lot of regards, is, is relationships, and I I try not to give them away lightly. Yeah. yeah. Because when a relationship there's there's a there's a there's a way to manage a relationship that I think is appropriate when you um, when you. It, when you invite somebody into a relationship that you have fostered over the years
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you recommend somebody or you vouch for somebody to come into that relationship, um, you're putting your name on the line for that person. And when they abuse that or they take it further than they should, or they cut you out of the relationship very quickly. Oh my God. Um, that is, that is, does not bode well for the way that I operate. Um, <laughs> I I have mastered something that I call the three-way, which is when I introduce somebody, I really want to be there to tell each party what my experience with them has been yeah. and then I'm really there almost as a chaperone of the relationship to see yeah. how it might go.
1: Absolutely. And
0: and I watch and many times I get to sit back and enjoy what I assumed would happen which would be some very good positive outcome uh, and other times I have to step in and say well this is what I was thinking could be a good avenue to take or this is what I was seeing in knowing both of you uh, and in cases that it's works that's great in cases that it doesn't and um you know they have me to rely on to continue that uh, conversation and see what I saw uh and if they don't see it then that's okay it's just uh you know it's not the, the right fit at that time but yeah. um the majority of the time when I'm putting people together strategically it does have a positive outcome
1: yeah I find that too um when I do a referral for somebody I want it I want to stay in the middle and guide it shepherd it And there have been a couple of times that I've had um, one party or the other go, well, you don't, you don't need to be here. No, actually I do. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily need to be sitting in on every one of your meetings, but I really, I want, I want, I want both of you to be accountable because I put this thing together and here's the reasons why. And by the way, it was very clear why. And, and so I want to make sure that things go well. So a lot of times, For me, it's uh, like a medical case, and I'm doing medical advocacy, And, and I've been guiding the patient and guiding the care provider, and I want to make sure that everything is really clear because when people aren't feeling good and they need help, things can get really jumbled up. Their communication isn't exquisite. If you're relying on the records of others, maybe they're helpful. Maybe I know where they're full of malarkey, and so... I've learned a couple of really hard lessons about who not to ever do business with again, people who I've known and loved and trusted. And then, you know, it's like, wow, you really failed me on this. I got, now I got to do something else with this person. And, and, the and the, you know, when people stick with me and say, well, I don't know what happened there, but yeah, what's our next move? I think, well, hallelujah. So it's only a 50% loss, you know? Sure. But yeah, relationships really are precious, mm-hmm. and we have to take super good care of them. And and I think Brian, I think right now, people need the St. Louis Business Club more than ever, because we are sitting. If 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 you're in St. Louis in the St. Louis area at all, and you can actually drive over to your club, I would advise people to get a hold of you and do that and enjoy the the personality of the place and see it and get comfortable and get to know you and some of the people in there. And if they're if they're not wanting to come out. You know, a lot of people are starting to get socially phobic. And so it's like, well, I know I could go out, but, you know, I'm more comfortable here. Yeah, well, maybe you're a little afraid. And and that's happening to all of us. I mean, I'm I'm experiencing that. I am making a lot of choices to stay burrowed in. And then I feel kind of weird about that. But I also know it's a temporary circumstance until things really start to normalize again. But if people are are hesitant, the virtual presence, the virtual experience that you can have, you know, if you're, if you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, if you go over to YouTube and look at the influencers, Partners in Excellence Media, you're going to, I mean come on who doesn't feel comfortable sitting in here with us <laughs> and with Brian the way that he does it you know I'm I'm in, I'm in there sometimes it's, it's kind of like a um you have a like like a, a big room that's really beautiful and and you've and you've got the cameras adjusted nicely and the sound and you get to see other people and and you and you facilitate people talking and you know what about you and what about you so nobody's in there to be on the spot and 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 nobody's in there to be not attended to
0: absolutely I mean that's I think there is a skill to running a meeting um, yes I think, I think when you when you look at most corporate meetings they generally have a, a leader and I'm putting quotation marks up yeah. Uh, Or someone who's in charge
1: absolutely a
0: meeting and 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 a lot of times that person's a majority of the time right and then there's maybe 30 to 50% of the others that feel uh, comfortable speaking or um, protected in their speaking and then the the majority or the the remainder of the people uh, kind of stay quiet and so I have a few different things I say but I always like to say I irritate people in action So I'm constantly calling on others. I'm constantly keeping people a part of the conversation. I do a lot of roundtable conversations where everybody is required to speak um, and give us insights either on what they're doing so that we can know more about how they operate, um, giving us advice so we can understand what their mind can offer us and then what they need out of their business because I often want people to leave with value. I always want anybody... who who who, um, gives us their time, whether they're there as a member or there as a guest. They are all giving us their time, and I want to make sure that their time is invested in something that they uh, believe they're getting a good return on their time.
1: And that's tough. Mm -hmm. That's a tall order. Because sometimes when when you walk into a structure like that, you have to understand yourself well enough to know that if you're not leaving with business answers direct to you, there are ideas being bounced around in there. Your expertise ought to give you a feeling of satisfaction. And if you allow the other people in the room to penetrate your thinking, you might just find that as you percolate a bit, you really got benefit from that experience. And I and, and I I make sure that I do that with every single encounter I go into something's going on in there and I'm, and I'm, you know,
0: right. Yeah. What, what I found has been really um, I, irritating is a strong word. Musing is, amusing is a very good word for it. Um, I have, I, I, you know, my company is called seed level because I seed a lot of things. I seed a lot of ideas. I seed a lot of relationships. Well, I will see, two or three people that I think will benefit from knowing one another. I strategically place them in meetings together so that they can make a connection uh, and then create a relationship, whether that's a personal or professional relationship. And I know of people all over the St. Louis area who met because of me. Uh And I often enjoy, I'm amused by them doing things on social media and talking about their um, projects they have going on. But also sometimes the lack of understanding that that was done very proactively <laughs> and to say, hmm, you guys are building this really cool business together. I'm very proud of you and happy that that happened. But there are, are times that I'm like, you know, that may not have happened had we not <laughs> uh, put these situations, seeded some of these relationships. So.
1: So let uh, me ask you a question. What have you ever had fun with that and and wrote a comment and said I am so glad that I introduced the two of you because you know I envisioned you'd get here.
0: I do do that sometimes.
1: I think it's really healthy if you do.
0: It, it is, and sometimes it's uh, it's thank you, and sometimes it's oh we would have met anyways or something along.
1: The no way. way. Oh, every now and then,
0: yeah.
1: That's yeah. that now see nobody should do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, but I think. There's also, there are folks that I work with that totally understand what I'm doing and how I do it and yeah. very much appreciate it. And they come back constantly because they know I've created value and good relationships and, and accelerated their growth in, in many aspects. And then there's others that are kind of oblivious to it. And I'm not saying that they do it on purpose, that they say, oh, you know, I can do all this on my own and, and you didn't help me. It's just a, um, an ignorance of it, I think. That it was done proactively and it was done for somebody's benefit, and and if it does help either the party or both, that's a good outcome, regardless of whether you get the uh, credit for it. I just I just enjoy getting um, acknowledged. So I mean, that's one of yeah, my right. uh, that's one of my you know I don't know if you call it a character flaw or one of my uh, special things, but I enjoy when somebody says, hey, you know, you're the one that introduced us.
1: Yeah, right. No, I don't think that that's a character flaw. I think that that's the human condition. If you don't want credit for the things that you do, what's wrong with you? Yeah. There's something yeah. very wrong. There. I don't always,
0: I don't always need credit. Um, but I it's nice. It, I see good positive things being created, but uh, yeah, it's fun to be, it's oh. fun to be nice.
1: Okay, so let's change from the word of credit to appreciation.
0: Yeah, that's always a good thing.
1: Because people, we all want to be appreciated all the time. And as a matter of fact, what we know about gratitude and appreciation is it changes your brain chemistry, whether you're you're creating it or you're receiving it, because when you receive it, you start to create it. Like if someone says to me, I really appreciate you, you know, I've got a lot of gratitude in your direction. I think to myself, Ooh, I have some in yours too. You know, so it's really contagious and I love that. And, and what better way is there for us in here as the influencers to use our influence than to share what our dreams are, what our visions are, what our realities are, what the tangibilities of it are. You're just sharing all of that. And, and what we're trying to do, what we're intentional about doing is inspiring people to, as they say at e for e Experts for Entrepreneurs, don't fly solo.
0: Right.
1: You know, you it it's fun every now and again to go out and do it all on your own. But look what happened to Charles Lindbergh, man. I mean, he was exhausted. Yeah. And there's really, there's not a need to do that beyond a certain point. I mean, we all want to know what our capacity and our capability is. But when we have the social presence of others, social psychology is very clear. We really do like to be around people. We just like to be around people that we can anticipate and be predictive about. Volatility is the enemy. If I don't know what I'm going to find with you when I encounter you, I'm just, it's going to drive me to distraction because that volatility is too much. I got to recalibrate everything. If you're a stranger, every time I meet you, right? Yeah. So we're teaching people that there are safe spaces you know so the St. Louis Business Club is a safe space you can come in you can get to know people nobody's going to ding you and there are people who have been through all kinds of experiences and they're there to try to help themselves and if you walk in you might have something that they need so it's a mutual share so in the midst of all of this all of that is good for business because any business that we do, whether we're computer programmers or we have a restaurant, we need people and we need the social side of things. Because if we go in and we're just cut and dry, it's all about business, you know. Like like uh, what was that television show um, with the um, the police in Los Angeles from the '60s? I mean, it was just dragnet. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. You know, and we laugh about that because they, he came off as not at all personable, but really and truly he was very personable. Yeah. We're never just about the facts. There's always that human element in there. And so if you want to really do good business, who do we want to do business with? People that we like, people that we know, people that we trust. So. Are there are there times right now when there are people at the club or is it pretty sporadic because of the way of the world right now? And this week doesn't count. I mean, this week does not count.
0: It's it, it's just weird, you know. There's no there's no getting around it because we're working with factors that we haven't faced before. Right. So my pandemic is new. Yeah. That, that's new, that's new circumstances. Um the the information Anomalies about what to do, about it, who's the expert, who's the, yeah. the guy. I think what's really interesting to me is that we're starving for leadership right now, yeah. um, and and direction, and I think that's confusing everybody. Yeah. And me, me specifically, is that you know I've been spending more time at my home office because people are reluctant to come in person, and then I'm wondering, you know, do we need do we need a physical office? But as I'm imagining, many people. Yeah. Are, uh, right. wondering. And so that's one of the reasons that we're putting a lot of emphasis on the online operations is because, just like any good business, we have to uh, adapt to the demands of the of the customer. And that's where the majority of our um, of our members right now are are maintaining. You know, they're staying at home because there's so much uncertainty in the marketplace. And it's it's interesting. i, I often talk about how my uh, my history with banking and financial planning and other things, entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is all about risk and just mm-hmm. understanding how to manage that risk. And this is a risk that just is very unsettling because there's no real uh, clear path because we have so-called experts at odds. <laughs>
1: and yeah, so, and there's no template for this.
0: No. And so just like any good entrepreneur, we make it up as we go and we kind of rely on one another to, to you know, um, put our heads together and figure out what works the best. And, and the, the solution has been a hybrid. You know, that's where, that's where I've fallen. I like to play in the middle. I like to play Switzerland. I like to be the negotiator and the facilitator and the mm-hmm. person that keeps a cool head. And so we've, we've developed technology that allows us to have people in person and people at home, and, and we still get to have, hopefully, a seamless experience uh, where we can all be together. And so that's been the development. That's been the adaptation but it's still not a solution, a final solution, because I personally, as the kind of leader of the club, I don't want to do um, online interactions forever.
1: Yeah. No, not
0: forever. Right. What's that? Not forever. Right. I mean, it just, I'm, uh, it's, it's what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And so um, we have the capability to um, offer amenities to our members and, and, camaraderie and community and advice and education. Um, and ultimately we'll hope they, you know, back that up and, and with a, a wonderful facility and all the amenities that come along with that. So it's, um, yeah, kind of going through the motions like everybody else.
1: You know, in terms of leadership, I think one of the things that we have an opportunity to do this year is to allow ourselves to be our best leader based on our faith and our spirituality and then to allow every one of our of our acquaintances to talk to see if there's anything that they think or do or feel that we would like to follow mm-hmm. because that really is all leadership is is do you want to follow that and and i think that we're so um We're all thrown off. You know, 2021, people were hoopla excited. And, and I, I didn't want to rain on anybody's parade as we say, but I did not see it as, as a exciting. I didn't see it as a, as a new opportunity. I saw it as another day and we have a calendar, but there was not going to be a magical thing that was going to happen that was going to make it all different. And, you know, everybody's going to make new year's resolutions. There's, there's a, there's literally a world of uncertainty for us out here. And in order for us to be able to survive this, there's a key words that I'd like to put into everybody's head. I, I believe that they are about resilience and about hardiness. And You know, hardiness is a word that Dr. Susan Kobasa came up with when she was studying, really, resilience, Mm -hmm. because she was looking at how do people really get through tough times? What is it that happens? And and she was studying people who survived concentration camps during World War II. If you came out of Dachau or if you came out of Auschwitz, how in the world did you do that? Because that's magnificent. Yeah. You know, so we ask those questions and and we we have the capacity for a tremendous insight when we look at what is it that people do. And there's one consistent theme. You don't let the outside come all the way in. Mm-hmm. You have got your firm personality and say it out loud if you need to. I say it out loud all the time. It will all work out. It always does. Now, at a cost, yeah, it's pretty expensive. (laughs) It's not what we're choosing. But what we do have the right to choose, what we do have the freedom to choose, is what we do inside of our mind, what we do with our body, how we think and feel. That's ours. And, you know, I'm really grateful that my mother was a woman who taught me from early on, don't ever let anyone's will be stronger than yours Mm -hmm. because that's the core of you. So, you know, if you're watching the news and you're getting lost in it, I don't care what channel you're listening to. I don't care what your political position is. I really don't. I can't. I can't afford to because none of them are really stable.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: You know?
0: I'll tell you what's interesting to me is that what 2020 taught me Years ago, I enjoyed watching politics. Uh, I shouldn't say enjoyed. That's a strong word. I watched a lot of politics. Yeah. And I saw what was going on in the national news. Right. All over the world. Um, And then it started getting me wound up. And so I looked, and and what got me to turn it off was I started looking at headlines 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and the same alarmist kind of behavior that was trying to sell advertising, right? Right. And so I finally came to the terms that they're going to continue to scream Chicken Little like the world is coming to an end because mm-hmm. they want everybody to look at them so they can have their business model yeah. sell advertising, right, or sell their message, whatever that ends up being. So whatever. So 2020 really had this push towards online, towards a larger community, towards, you know, put your eyeballs on the media, and spend money with, you know, online, really well thought out online platforms. So Facebook and Google and Amazon and all these giant companies got really wealthy, uh, and our local um, businesses kind of suffered, which hurt me because I'm trying to build an ecosystem of small businesses and locally focused small businesses. So as we've had to develop this um, focus on Things that are outside of our control, which is really the politics and the business that's bigger and much farther away from ourselves and our locality, I, it's been unsettling for me. My response has always been when I shut off the news, when I shut off what was going on on the world stage, I started just meeting with people in person, and I started creating those relationships one-on-one. And I don't care what people's politics are. I don't care what, you know, the major extreme opinions they are because I get to know them with relationship and we we know and love one another at the core human level and all that other stuff doesn't, it's just noise. So when 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 2020 focused us back onto the same types of things that bothered me in the past, world news things going on in cities that are far away from me mm-hmm. and people that are far away from me and business that, you know, cashes their checks in different cities. It took that away from my personal focus and what's, what I can see, what I can, you know, what my five cents is telling me around me. And so the pivot has been to give into it a little bit by getting on to Zoom calls and having virtual meetings and maybe building an online platform but still offering that local flavor to it so that I can support the local economy the best way that I know how, given the circumstances that are given to me. And so the most recent pivot is to try and get as much value as I possibly can, but still provide that local flavor so that when things normalize, if they normalize, we can get back to these in-person interactions and supporting people that are our neighbors. And that's really what the St. Louis business club is all about. I'm gonna do everything in my power to try and support the local economies at the most efficient way that's given to me with the parameters that are given to me. And so um, my antidote to all the um, unsettling things that are going on the world stage is to hyper-focus as best I can on my family and my neighbors and my friends and the people that I can go and see, right, right. taste and smell and hug, Right. Uh, and, and worry about them. Yeah. And that's kind of where where my head's at.
1: Boy, hugs are like so awesome these days. I've always been a hugger, but man, oh man, I had <laughs> uh, associates in for a few days. And I'm telling you what, it, I mean, it was beautiful, you know, yeah. hug in the morning, in the evening, in the middle of the day. I mean, it was just like, wow, this is energizing all over again. I'll tell you, um, one of the things that was running through my mind as you were as you were talking about local business in St. Louis, I was thinking, ooh, at Business club, you should have Fitz's Root Beer, our yeah. local University City uh but soft drink distillery, yeah. um, you know, um uh Hodak's chicken, yeah. uh, you know, uh Ted Drew's concrete's I mean yeah. I, all of a sudden I start clicking in my mind and I and, and really there's a lot of things that each community is really known for. And in yeah. St. Louis, we've got all these marvelous brands and family names and, you know, even Schnucks and Straubs and Deerbergs. We're the only city that I can think of until other places like Time and Fresh and, and Whole Foods have come in. We're the only city that I, that I can think of that I've really known well where the only marketplaces that we had for grocerying were three family names Mm -hmm. and the families are really there. The families are still really doing it. And, and so there's one of the things I love about St. Louis is that, that quintessential big town, small city, really.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, and it's really easy to navigate around it geographically. And I think socially,
0: yeah, St. Louis is St. Louis is a unique town. You know, I am the biggest homer that there is. When yeah. The loving St. Louis, uh, but it is an interesting ecosystem to navigate. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's always been a little different. And and there's things to love about it, and there's things that are challenging about it.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: my special flavor of of helping people navigate the network is to try and get people to come together and realize that you're better when you operate from a spirit of abundance and working together and more eyeballs uh, on multiple businesses as opposed to just your own is is a good solution to trying to get people, you know, to know what you're doing. And my fear has always been that people silo themselves off into this is the way I want to do it, this is how I believe it should be done, And I have a level of that to myself, you know, but part of my recipe is that I'm not entirely correct. And I want to rely on a community of experts and a community of people to say, we all believe that this is a good path forward and we are all going to benefit by working together. Um, And I think when you can see the people that it's benefiting within your community, within your club, within your neighborhood, that that feels a lot better to me than – you know, trying to help somebody that's, you know, thousands of miles away and not saying that people shouldn't do that, but it's just the the flavor that I like to promote.
1: Well, you know, it it goes along with the philosophy I've always had and that is take care of your own first. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, like if you're, if your family's hungry, make sure that they're eating first. If your neighbor if your neighborhood is a wreck, clean it up first before you go out and your territory. So I understand that perfectly. And, and, you know, um, I think the beauty, even in places like New York, is that we've got we've got neighborhoods in New York. We've had neighborhoods in New York. Yeah. And the vendors all really knew each other, You know, like the butcher and the grocer and all these different people. We're working in harmony with one another. And I think that's the beauty of what we still have in St. Louis. Um, my belief, my vision, my faith is that it's not only coming back; it's coming back better. We'll be happier. We'll be cleaner. We'll be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a big appetite for it. So I think uh, you Huge. know when people demand certain things, it uh, finds a way. And so I think as long as the demand stays strong for community and for relationship, um, I, I think it will happen. What I am hopeful that the false community of social media is um, diminished because I think there's a lot of of bad things that come out of not being in person and next to one another. I think Mm. there's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of, um, you know, bad sentiment when you're not physically in the energy of the other person. I think there's some, you know, keyboard warriors that get out there and say things they would never say to their fellow human or their neighbor. (laughs) And so... You know, I think we need to break some of those um, manufactured walls down and get people up in each other's faces, so that they're close enough to hug one another.
1: Oh, yeah, I like and, that. And uh,
0: you know, that's part of what I want to accomplish. Um, you know, and I and I hope I do have hope that it'll happen.
1: So right now, you're at your home office. I am, yeah. And um, what is your next event, Brian?
0: Um, we have, uh, we don't have any, uh, open to the public events right now. Most of it's just educational based or weekly masterminds or, or theme masterminds that we have for our members. Um, so, I mean, our next, our next big meeting is probably our weekly, uh, our weekly Wednesday meeting that we have. Um,
1: and, and so how can people get a hold of you so that they can talk to you and say, Hey,
0: yeah, the best is, uh, emailing me at Brian Lunt at stlouisbusinessclub.com or going to our website and filling out a contact form. Um you know, people can call me, they can text me. You know what's funny about me is I don't like talking on the phone. <laughs> that's and funny. It's one of that is one of my character flaws. So I always like ask people to to text me or email me because I just I do better on on those things or even Zoom calls or in person. I just, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I there's so much lost on the phone when it comes to body language. Yes. And tone,
1: so. But now <laughs> Yeah. I'm really good on the phone I love the phone I've always loved the phone But now I want to see everybody So I'm like People say Well let's jump on a call And I'm like no, Can we jump on a Zoom? Exactly I just know. want to see you it's Well, But then I got to like I got to get dressed No I don't care how you show up
0: Yeah I mean don't be Try naked but, yeah,
1: yeah Throw on a robe I
0: agree
1: Well folks We're going to make it Um, We're going to call it a day We're going to make it an episode And chock full and listen, we'll be back on Thursday. Take care of yourselves this week. From Dr. Dub Carlin and Mr. Brian Lunt. This is peace out, friends. Stick with me here. Let me say bye bye.